everybody. This is Nicole Yates, and welcome to episode 16 of the DigiEat podcast. Today we're sitting down with Megan Walsh, who runs Night Market for uh, an organization called the Food Trust. If you don't know about Night Market, oh, you're gonna. But first, let's take care of a little business. You can catch us anywhere on the internet. Well, let's not say anywhere, but you can catch us on Instagram at digi underscore eat on Instagram and Twitter. That's D-I-D-J-A underscore E-A-T, both on Instagram and on Twitter. And, uh, of course, you can always check us out on our website, DigiEat, D-I-D-J-A-E-A-T dot com. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash DigiEat, you can get your free trial of an audiobook. That's a, you, that's a free book. You get a free book. You just go, sign up, get your free book. You don't have to read it. All you have to do is sit there and listen to it, but you don't have to sit there. You can listen to it in the gym or when you're driving or commuting uh, on your way to the grocery store. Hell, you can listen to it in the grocery store. You can drown out all the crying kids and the angry people and all of that and just go along your merry way and do whatever. And the best part about it is that you can cancel it anytime. You're not roped into anything. And they even let you, if you don't like a book, you can exchange it for one that you like. It's it's fantastic. You really should give it a shot. My pick for this month is Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants. Uh, Bossy Pants is just a hilarious book full of a lot of really great advice and things that Tina has le learned over the years. And uh, you, you really, trust me, if you don't like it, I'll give you a quarter. Okay? Anyway, um, you go to audibletrial.com slash digieat. Check it out. It's free. And, you know, we're trying to, like, keep costs down around here. So if you could please, please hit up our sponsor. That would be awesome. Anyway, this is episode 16 with Megan Walsh of the Food Trust. Uh, the Food Trust is, like I said, a nonprofit organization in Philly. Well, it's based in Philly. But they work in almost every state in the country uh, dealing with hunger and hunger-related issues. Everything from trying to uh, deal with kids in school lunches to working with uh, small stores in food deserts to try and like get them to carry better food. Just, uh, they do amazing work. You just, you, you gotta check them out. Uh, it's thefoodtrust.org. And they run this amazing event a couple times a year called Night Market. Night Market is so much more than a food truck festival I'm not want to get. I don't want to get too, you know, into it, uh, because I talk a lot with Megan about it, and I don't want to steal her thunder. But I like to uh, thank Chuck for setting this up for me, and thanks to Megan for sitting down. And let's get started. All right, everybody. Oh, you can move that if you like. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, episode. I guess this will be episode uh, sixteen of the Digi Eat podcast. I'm here in the uh, food trust bunker here <laughs> over in Suburban Station, uh, sitting here with Megan Walsh. Meg, can I call you Meg? Yeah, you can call me Meg. I can call you Meg, <laughs> cool. Um, if, if you don't know who the food trust are, um, they are the geniuses that run uh, Night Market. We are. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but uh, I think you probably have a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, better, explanation as to what the food trust does yeah sure i i do um the food trust is a is a nonprofit that's been around for over 20 years uh you know their mission is ensuring that everyone has access to affordable healthy food and information to make healthy decisions so they are doing all kinds of work around food access uh healthy food uh availability nutrition education uh, and things like that. And we also run a street food festival called Night Market. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very yeah. cool. Um, so, so it's not, and you don't just work in Pennsylvania. I was looking at the map on the website, yeah. and you guys basically are everywhere except like a tiny bit of states right in the middle. Yeah, Like yeah. starting at Nevada and kind of like, and like up into like There's this Nebraska. weird little pocket, yeah, which right. is not, I mean, that's just the way I think it happened to, oh, yeah, well, to shake out. But sure. yeah, I mean, we've actually been fortunate to, um, and kind of smart in, in developing a, a consulting arm of our work. So uh, other states, folks will come to us and, and want to implement some of the initiatives that we do. For example, um, the corner store initiative, which is, mm -hmm. you know, we work with corner stores and bodegas and small businesses to try and get healthy food 
um, get them selling healthy food, get them marketing healthy food. That's and so genius. people take the work of the food trust and they want to just replicate it. That's that's such a great idea. And I yeah. saw that I saw that on the website because um, there are so many big cities where it's just like the parts of their cities are just like a food desert. Right. There's like nothing. Right. You know, like North Philly, there's like nothing. Nothing. You know, there there was a Cousins on Cecil B. I don't know <laughs> if it's still there, but yeah. like, I mean, there's nothing. So like, if you have to go to the corner store and like all there is is Cheetos, you're eating Cheetos. Yeah, I mean, and it really affects low-income folks too. I mean, the Cheetos are less expensive than a banana, you right. know? Right. So right. those are the kinds of things we want to change. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Those banana-flavored Cheetos. <laughs> Made with real banana. If the Cheetos people are listening, uh, you can call me and uh, we'll talk. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's a great idea. And uh, especially with the whole um, uh, uh, Mrs. Obama kind of like push for like kids to like get off their ass and like actually yeah, let's eat move. normally like people. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been really fortunate that Barack Obama got elected because his wife, um, you know, this became her cause and she actually has you know included us uh at a lot of important conversations about it and has used us as examples and mm-hmm. um we'll miss her when he's done his his term yeah yeah i have a feeling though i think that uh it it, it is starting to catch on yeah i think for with, sure you know both party wise that it's just it's it's a smart move it's kind of like uh you know you you want to clean your house a little bit every once in a while before all of your relatives come over yeah. instead of cleaning your house the night before yeah. they come and then yeah. it's just not going to happen and you're that's a terrible analogy i know what you mean though but yeah. it, it's just better to to have if you can raise a kid that like knows it's occasionally occasionally i have to eat an apple or right. my teeth will fall out of my head right you know <laughs> then you're saving money you're saving so much money over the course of a lifetime. Exactly. You know, healthcare costs. Exactly. And you name it. Even, even, um, I, I can't, I don't know why my brain's not working today. <laughs> even, um, you know, learning problems. Right. You know, all right. of that stuff. Yeah, like neuro yeah. benefits. Yeah. Neuro benefits, it, growth. It's, it's just, it's a, huge rainbow of like helping yeah you know or just pick up the apple kid yeah. shut up and eat the apple <laughs> yeah exactly and uh and, and i think people really got away w- away from that the cheaper and cheaper that fast food got yeah and, exactly and, and i do i like i mean i think everybody likes fast food but i think most and most people know in their head grown-ups know in their head i should not be eating this every day yeah but i think he, we're a, we're a society that likes quick easy yeah you know fast Mm -hmm. i can't i don't have time i gotta go you know what can i just grab you know things like that that's why like i was i've I've been surprised at the way that wawa has been uh sort of uh shaping their menus Hmm. recently and and all their their grab and go stuff oh interesting yeah Yeah. that's true you can get like um they have like a superfood salad that's like kale and quinoa like all kinds of stuff they have like a thai salad you can get you can even get like um you know, like the like the yogurt with the granola. Oh the yeah, fruit, parfait. You know, a little parfait. Like, yeah, they, they have a lot of really healthy stuff that you can get besides the you know meatball hoagie, or, <laughs> right? Or the or the or the sausage sizzly. Yeah, I mean, Rest we have to peace. just say we love Wawa. Yeah, love uh, Wawa. And Wawa. If you're listening, I'm available <laughs> uh, to write love letters mm-hmm. to the sizzly. Which uh, the pancake sizzly is no more, and yeah. I wrote letters about that <laughs> and was told to not talk about it anymore. So moving on, moving on, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about you a little bit. Okay. Um, so, what exactly is your title here? I'm the project coordinator for Night Market Philadelphia. All right. Yeah. So you put together Night Market. Now, for uh, those people who don't live in the area and mm-hmm. they're wondering what is this awesome Night Market. Um, why don't you fill them in? Yeah, sure. Instead of, instead of me stumbling through it. They come to Philadelphia and attend <laughs> Night Market. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty simple concept when it comes down to it, um, but it, it's actually so much more. Uh, what it is is we, we take this um, street festival to different neighborhoods in Philadelphia, and we do four per season, uh, May through October, and we go into the neighborhood, we engage with the local businesses and the business um, uh, like CDCs and, and uh, uh, you know, what are they called? Business uh, associations. Like, mm-hmm. And um, we agree to shut down the street on a Thursday night from 6 to 10 p.m. and load it with 
food trucks as well as the local businesses in the area setting up outside. Um, and uh, so we get this mix of, you know, food trucks, which are really popular right now, gourmet food trucks. It's kind of, you know, a trend. Um, but also, you know, the restaurants that are along the street setting up tents outside and sort of like getting new customers and, you know, mm-hmm. new, new folks trying their food. They tend to get really crowded. Um, they're free for everyone. We have beer. You're allowed to walk around with beer. It's pretty great. In your hand. I'm which not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty unique. It's like, you know, usually you have to go to New Orleans for that type of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I mean, and so it ends up getting really crowded. A lot of the businesses on the block will get this residual economic impact from people who say "fuck it" and go into sure. you know a local bar because you're tired of waiting in line or it's too crowded and you're getting cramped up. Oh yeah, know? I went to the I went to the old city night market. Yeah, and um, that was the first night market where I learned a lesson of always coming early. Yeah, because um, I because it starts at what like seven, right? It starts at six. Oh, six. But right. more and more people are coming at five well yeah i like mm-hmm. to go before that yeah and even though apparently they're told they're not really supposed to start selling until six right they will anyway, they will you know? i mean they're business owners R- right <laughs> yeah they want to make a buck so um but like i mean it's, there were so because they're small streets because yeah. uh, for those of you who aren't from here uh old city is old <laughs> really old like like revolutionary war old so yeah. the streets are very small no cars obviously um, drove on those roads when they built them. Yeah. Uh, so they're very tiny. So when you pack a thousand hungry people in the heat, um, yeah, I had to go, yeah. I had to go hide at the Kyber and like, yeah. Cry, yeah. cry to my friend Ryan. I'm like, it's so hot. <laughs> and his response was, you think it's hot? Uh, I just had to take like 80 pounds of ice over there. Oh so that, yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, and, then you know, threw, we, and then he threw ice at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, it, we do one in May, one in June, one in August, and one in uh, October, early October. And um, it's always a gamble with the weather. It's mm. either really hot. We have a West Philly curse. Every time we've gone to West Philly, it's rained. Um, we're doing it again this year in, with the hope that it will will break the curse. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun of it, too. It's like, what's the weather going to be like? I hope people will come. And People they will come. Do. They people, do. People will come. People love food trucks, and Philly has this. Yeah. Despite everything that the city has done to make it unbelievably hard to be yeah. a small business owner in this town, they are booming. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Really, really booming. And, I mean, it, uh, and I, I have friends that are so into them. I went to a flight market, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh-huh. um, and uh, we went to the Foolish Waffles cart. Yeah. Um, and, again, Foolish Waffle people, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> um and uh, I went with my friend Michael, and he said, "Oh, I haven't seen him in a while." And he walked up, and they said, "Michael, how are you?" Like oh, they knew wow, him by that's name. Great. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah, he's their number one fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, but yeah, they're they're super popular. And, they're awesome, um, sweet and savory waffle creations. It's oh, so good, yeah. so good. But and, and and what's great about the food trucks in Philly is that there's such a variety of pretty much everything that you want. You can get seriously. Now. Any ethnicity, any, you know, sweet or savory, small bites, meals. I mean, there's everything yeah. out there right now. I ah, love it. Yeah. So um, so let's talk about Flight Market. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Flight Market um, was sort of like a pre-show almost yeah. for, for Night Market this year that you had in, uh, in, in conjunction with the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. in the parking lot of Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? How'd that come to be? I know. They actually... Um, a woman from the Eagles contacted like our generic food trust, like contact at the food org, and oh, said, wow. you know, Hey, maybe we, you know, I love night market. Maybe we can try and join forces. And this was over a year ago, uh, probably, yeah, more like a year and a half. And of course we write her back and we're like, Hey, like, what did you have in mind? And she says, you know, I wonder if we can set up, you know, a Sunday afternoon night market that's geared toward, you know, not only, you know, the young folks that come to night market, but also families. And she's like, we could set it up to benefit the food trust. And, you know, and we got really spoiled by this because, you know, at the link, they are set up for tailgating. There's bathrooms, there's fencing, there's staff. I mean, we didn't have to shut down the street. There were tables and it was very like, you know, breathable. And, (laughs) you know, at night market, we're like trying to, we're shutting down the street and cars are honking and yelling at us and they want to park. So (laughs) this was amazing. But, Anyway, so yeah, we finally were able to get a date uh, where we were, where we could, you know, 
have flight market. It's tough because with with the Eagles, the Sixers, and you know the Phillies, it's like impossible to get um, an afternoon where there's nothing going on. There. Right. So we we set it on a date, and then flight market was born. And um, well, lucky for you, the Flyers and the Sixers suck this year. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Go Philly. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it was a great event. Again, weather-dependent. That was really scary. Yeah. It's always scary when people don't know an event already. You know, mm-hmm. Flight Market had never been done before. Nobody knows about it. Um, and for all of that, you know, taking all that into consideration, it was a really great success and a great day. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I got to hit a lot of food trucks that normally I wouldn't make it to. Yeah. Because the lines would be so long. Yep. Or, like, I just or I was just tired and fat yeah. and sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I ate enough. I need to leave. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to try a lot, too. Uh, the lines were so much more reasonable there yeah. than they are at Night Market. Absolutely. We, uh, me, me and my friend Michael, we got these, um, we got these waffle fries from that Red fry, French fry truck. Oh yeah, Philly fry. Philly fry. If you're listening, <laughs> you magnificent bastards. <laughs> um, it was um, waffle fries with sausage bacon, like the white sausage oh, yeah. or, 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 gravy. So, sorry, sausage yeah, gravy. Yeah, yeah. The white sausage gravy with little popcorn chickens. Oh Ooh. man, it was oh. it was ridiculous. Yeah, and they're new. They're a new gig in town, Philly Fry. So it's yeah. good to give them a little shout out. Yeah, no, yeah. they were great. Yeah, was, yeah, and uh, and and Michael's son Ephraim, he's funny. He's he's a very like just plain like he just. He's not. He's not an experimenter. Yeah, he approved of the French fries. <laughs> so that's that's, that's a, a thing. that's a sign of of success. Then <laughs> that's absolutely a sign of success. So like, how how do you go about? Like, what's the vetting process for the? Do you have like a limit of how many food trucks you can have, or like, do you, like mm-hmm. do you have them apply? Like, yeah. How, how does that all work? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, we do have them all apply, so we have a list of vendors, and we because we are the food trust and we have a mission of you know ensuring access to healthy, affordable food. Um, we do vet our vendors a little bit, and okay. we say you know. We look at their menus. If somebody writes out writes to us and says, I want to be part of Night Market, we send them this like background on the food trust and like what Night Market is, and we have them send us a sample menu. And I mean you're you're definitely not gonna get a lot of, you know, all healthy food at, <laughs> at night market or flight market. But we talk to them about portion sizes. Mm-hmm. We um, you know, we also want to support vendors that source locally and, and everything like that. So there's an ice cream, you know, truck that comes to night market. They get their produce, you know, in New Jersey and, and you mm-hmm. know, so you do want to support those types of vendors. Also, just small businesses in Philadelphia, we want to support them because they're, you know, doing good work and, you know, contributing to the economy and things like that. So, sure. so anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. No, no. Um, no it's all, I think it all, yeah. it all works. Okay. So we then, you know, we'll get them on our list. And this is our, you know, we have a massive list of vendors, both restaurants and food trucks. And um, we make an application for each night market. We send it out to the entire list. And it's basically get us back the application and we will do our very best to get you in. Now, we can't always get everybody in because it's, uh, you know, Chinatown is a different footprint than, you know, Fairmount Avenue. Sure. So we have to deal with the space that we're allowed to close. And the city will only let us close a certain amount of streets because we can't disrupt the entire, you know, we can't make all of Philadelphia hate us on one night. <laughs> I don't think they hate you. They couldn't possibly hate you. Some people hate us. The people who can't get to their parking spot in front of their house. Oh, but, God, uh, God no. Forbid. Yeah. For the, yeah. We're like, Come on, it's just one night. But, really, it's only for a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We close the street usually around 3 in the afternoon. It's back up by 11. So, you know, hopefully, eh. it's, hopefully they can handle it. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so then we just do our best. We, we, I mean, we try to fit in as many. We want to support all these vendors. We want to fit them all in as many as we can. Mm-hmm. If we're in the unfortunate position of having to cut a few, it breaks our hearts. And but maybe you'll fit them in next time then. We'll try and fit them in next time. Yeah, I mean, you also have to look at a lot of things. Like, we have five cupcake trucks coming, you know, so maybe we want to, we need to cut down on two of those, you know, sure. sort of things like that. It's kind of how we weigh our, our decisions. 
But um, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And we we explain it, and I think it's clear that we feel terrible when we have to do that. So hopefully they're not too mad at us. Yeah, there's a truck that from actually from Jersey that I was sort of hoping that could get you could get to come over to the night market. Oh yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, um, there, there's a pizza place in Atlantic City called Tony Bologna's. Oh, yeah. I actually I know those people. Uh, I had emailed with them. I love. Are they good? They are awesome. Tony Bologna's Mustache Mobile or yes. something like that. Yeah. Yes. The first time I had their food was at the Atlantic City Beer Fest. Uh-huh. And they, they rolled the truck right onto the floor in the convention center. Oh, wow. And they were serving a bunch of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But they had what really got me. They, they have this cheesesteak that, like, beat some kind of Guy Fieri contest or uh-huh. something, which it's just really good. Uh-huh. But then they also had a, um, a Reuben pizza, mm. and it, it it knocked my socks off. It yeah. was really good because, like, you think, you know, where are you going to put the sauerkraut? Yeah. That sounds nasty, yeah. you know? And it was great because it was just, like, little tiny clumps. Like, huh. oh, like if you had one piece, you'd have, like, the cheese, and then you'd have, like, the little bit of the sauce. Right. But it just... The, the percentages. Yeah. The proportions. The ratios. It was perfect. It <laughs> yeah, was perfect. Yeah, and, yeah. like, um, I'll stop there sometimes coming back from the shore. And their, like, their ideas for their pizza is crazy. It's Mike is the, is the guy that owns the place. And, yeah. And, um, in fact, I've been on him to be on this podcast. Oh, cool. And, um, so then they, they have the, the truck and they have that place. And they actually open up another place in Hoboken. Yep. yep. And um, they're great. But I wasn't sure about, like, permits They're and not stuff. permitted in Philly. And that's what yeah. we ran into. They were going to come uh, to Flight Market, actually. Oh, no! Yeah, they were. <laughs> but there's still hope. Maybe they're in the process of getting their paperwork done. It's sure. just it takes a little while for the health department to get, get through all of it. So. Right, right. Yeah, um, no, that's so good. And their sandwiches nice. are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they're super nice yeah. people. And, like, yeah. it's really neat, like, where their place is uh, in Atlantic City because it's like four blocks from the Revel. Uh-huh. Like, like you walk down the boardwalk to the Revel, make a left off the boardwalk, and like it's like oh, the only okay. thing there. I'll have to, yeah, I'll try and seek them out this summer. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 300 Oriental Avenue. Okay, gotcha. I don't know why that <laughs> sticks in my head. Isn't, is Revel the one that closed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that kind of sucks. But they do a pretty good business there. Cool. And um, they have, you know, some tables you could sit outside. That's and, awesome. And it's, like, not, like, a fantastic area, but, like, everybody loves them. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of funny. Cool. That's but, a, I'm sad that they weren't at Flight Market. Well, maybe someday they can, yeah. you know, get here. Mike, yeah. call me. Um, <laughs> but uh, Come on the show. Right. So enough free publicity for the uh, Tony <laughs> Baloney mustache mobile. Um, so, like, uh, so what are – so, like – to do night market and flight mm-hmm. market, is that for word of mouth for you guys? Like, is that how that benefits you? Yeah, I get, that's a good question. Um, night market has definitely gotten the Food Trust's name out there even more. Um, and it's also interesting because, you know, we're not an event planning nonprofit. Right. Um, but I think it shows that we like to celebrate food here. Like part of our mission is just honoring and celebrating food, you know, because there's just, you know, it unites everybody. Everybody has to eat, you know, so, um, we could come together as a community over food and it's, it's, it's a great sort of like way to connect people to, to each other. Mm -hmm. And so... I think not only is it good for good publicity for the food trust to, you know, have this event that's, you know, we're in our, this is our fifth year doing it. Wow, really? This year, this year wow. is the fifth anniversary. Okay. And um, it does not seem to be going anywhere. You know, we, we no. always talk about, like, what if it goes stale? Like, what, what, how do we keep it fresh? And then we just kind of think, like, the people are coming. And we don't advertise Night Market. We have an email list, and we make postcards, and that's it. And, <laughs> and people come in the tens of thousands. Yeah. Too. So... Well, it's, it's a, it's a free know, event. It's free. It's pretty simple. You know, you just show up and then you can walk around. And, and yeah. I don't care how picky of an eater you are. You're going to find something yeah. that you're just like, ooh, I got to try that. Oh, totally. That. Yeah. And the other thing I haven't really talked about yet is that we do try to, I mean, we have a mix of neighborhoods that we go to, but we try to go to neighborhoods that um, that are up and coming or a little bit less explored or off the beaten path so that people can sort of explore a new area. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite is um, we went to Lancaster Avenue last, last year, which is um, you know, 35th and Lancaster. That's like way out Sort of like there. west of Drexel. Yeah. Uh, west Philly, but not like the Clark Park West Philly. Right. And um, It's like the way, way out west. Yeah. Like the way, way back. Yeah. <laughs> 
And um, getting to know all of the people that we worked with, we, People's Emergency Center is the neighborhood association out there, and they were our partners on the event. Getting to know them, getting to know the business owners and the neighbors in the area, they did not believe for once that we would that anyone would come to their neighborhood and that people were going to come out. Like they they heard that night markets draw, you know, twenty thousand people, but they said, you know, there's no way people are coming out here. Right. And then sure enough, that night you could see people coming out their front doors and being like, "Oh my God, they're in my where the neighborhood. hell are these people coming? Yeah, from? <laughs> like they're in our neighborhood and they think it's cool here, you know." Mm-hmm. And I personally was like, I want to move to this neighborhood. I was like, I, everybody here is so cool. They're so into their neighborhood and it being like a great place to live and work and, you know, have a family. And mm-hmm. I just was so impressed and I loved the the pride. And I was kind of like, this is what Night Market is about, showing everybody this area that maybe they didn't know about. It right. has great restaurants and bars and people. And then you might just want to return to it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or even, even a, a neighborhood that like, like, I, I live in Port Richmond, which is, uh-huh. is next to Fishtown, which is, like, huge hipster, you know, capital of the world, yeah. apparently, now. <laughs> Just so weird yeah. to me. But, uh, you know, like, my neighborhood, like, we're sort of, like, teetering on the, on the which is waiting, because the Fishtown creep is happening, what, what yeah. I was call it, you Yeah, know? the Fishtown so, creep, that's funny. Yeah, because yeah. It's, too, it's too expensive for people to live there now, which yeah. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about. It's funny to me. Um you know, and people are starting to look and they're scouting and they're looking and they're buying things. And like, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you did a night market, like in a neighborhood like that, you exactly. know, people are like, oh, there are things coming and I'm going to get in before the rush. And, yeah, you know, exactly. So it does definitely help. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that like people are definitely moving out of their comfort zone as far as like right. neighborhoods go anymore. It's true. Yeah, def- definitely. And it takes something like an event that draws you out there initially sometimes to open your mind to that possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you say Mantua to somebody, you know, they'll say, oh, isn't that a bad neighborhood, you know? Mm-hmm. But then if you come out to this night market happening there and right. and see that it's totally safe, you know? Right, you know, right. Still Philadelphia, but, you know, like, you might change your mind. Sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I like it when it's on the bigger streets. Yeah, that's bigger. what we're trying to move toward, right. with the exception of South Street, which is coming up next Thursday, the 14th. Um, that one's going to be a little bit narrow, but uh, for the rest of them, we're... We, you know, specifically chose bigger streets. Yeah, you have Frankfurt and Gerard, which yeah, is a huge awesome. intersection, and mm-hmm. I'm excited about that because I could just take the trolley over to. Oh that yeah, one right. And, uh, not have to worry about parking, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that one's going to be awesome. We're hoping for Spring Garden for our next one on June 18th, which mm-hmm. would be a great. Like again, we would be spoiled by the street, you know. Yeah, that is a huge. <laughs> for those of you who don't live here, they, it's like it's like what like six lanes wide. And yeah, with a, like a barrier in the, in the middle. middle. Yeah, <laughs> with like trees and like yeah. It, it is definitely a, yeah I, I have a friend that lives over over by Frankfurt and Gerard uh, my friend Eddie and he is when I told him there was going to be a night market yeah. around the corner from his house his head was almost exploded <laughs> it was so great he's like an ice cream freak and he was like what are you serious I don't know what to do with my head and he, yeah. had, he needed alone time and that yeah was right um Cool, yeah. yeah. So, hmm, let's take Okay, so so let's talk a little bit about you. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, you're from Philly? I'm actually originally from Delaware. Oh, sorry. Yeah. it's. Uh, I sometimes say Philly just to lie about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I grew Did up in UK? Delaware. I didn't. I went to George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, my whole high school went to UD. Well, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I go elsewhere. Sure, sure. <laughs> understandable. And then you went to grad school uh, at Notre Dame. Yeah, I actually, um, I did grad school like here. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame has a really interesting program. It's a, it's an MBA, but geared toward nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So it's a master in nonprofit administration, and it's you know because it's geared toward nonprofit types like myself. They mm-hmm. assume that you can't just quit working and go to go oh, to cool. graduate school uh-huh. so it's a it's mostly a summer program so I would take uh, a month off every summer for three years and just go to Notre Dame and do intensive wow. courses and then a couple of online classes in the fall and spring wow so it's kind of like you can work and get your master's at huh. the same time yeah notice that a lot of colleges are starting to do that now they're like oh you have a, a wife and kids and yeah. like can't we'll just come quit to you. your job well why don't you do our like every other Thursday MBA program exactly yeah and it's like big schools like Temple like, you yeah know, they're like you know we, we realize that you know we do want your money exactly so we'll bend for you yeah. we'll work around your <laughs> schedule yes i mean it's a lot of work sure but you uh, know absolutely but i mean you know they're like oh you can write the check yeah well, let's see what we can do for you yeah you can get a big loan right, <laughs> right. that you'll never be able to pay off oh well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, uh. it was a good program. <laughs> I met a lot of other no- great nonprofit folks. I have this mm-hmm. awesome, you know, friend group that I got out of it. And cool. um, and it's been helpful. You know, I my big thing is that I say to everybody is uh, – that nonprofits need trained business people working for them. It's not just like, oh, otherwise it's you know, mess. you can't just get get by with the touchy feelies, you know, about the cause that you're working on. You need somebody who can really run a business. They're a business like any other. Yeah, you know? right. Absolutely. Right. Well, mm-hmm. did, like, so when you were in undergrad, did you know you wanted to, to do nonprofit work, or did, well, did you take another person. kind of road? Yeah, well, I was a theater person. Okay. I was an arts person, so um, that definitely lends itself to the nonprofit. And yeah, not having any money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So Singing my song. <laughs> I was a, I was a theater major mm-hmm. um, with an with like an arts administration minor, so there was a little bit of business, you know, work mm-hmm. in there. But um, yeah, so that's what brought me to Philly. Actually, I worked at the Art and Theater Company as an apprentice for a season, and then okay. stayed on their staff for a little while. And um, you know, as I've sort of my career has you know taken its windy path, I've ended up more on. The business side of things, um, and I, and you know, partially because I was inspired to get trained uh, on how to run a business. Um, you know, I was inspired by the amount of struggling, you know, arts organizations and nonprofits that are out there. So, um, so many. I've seen so many well-meaning nonprofits yeah. that just circle the drain because yeah. nobody knows what they're doing right and, and good intentions only get you so far exactly and it's a sad thing to say but it's the truth it, it's like yeah. you know take a class dude exactly <laughs> exactly you know here's a balance sheet learn how to use it right exactly <laughs> you got to know how to read that stuff and and actually nonprofits, i i also think are harder to run than your average business because you have to answer to everything and everyone there's just you've got to a lot of government fingers and everything yeah right? I mean, even to, you have a responsibility to your donors to, you know, use their money in the right ways and ethically and responsibly. And, and it's actually harder. I mean, like, you know, corporations can have a year where they, you know, end the year with a deficit and nobody's going to give a crap. But a nonprofit does that. I mean, that's people's money. So, yeah, you had better be explaining yourself. You got your board knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. Saying, no, let's take a look at those books. Exactly. And, uh, like, what what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> What's with all the Chipotle receipts? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I get hungry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but so many in one day. What are you doing up here? Um, yeah, so uh, in the this running running a nonprofit, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, grant applying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, how how is the field for that these days? Because everybody's getting budget cuts for every, you know, every time they turn around. Like, is, mm-hmm. there, is there money out there for nonprofits anymore? Or is yeah. it definitely, like, you know, trying to shake down people, which, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Arts organizations are always getting funding cuts um, across the board. It's really hard, I think, for to be in the arts world right now. Um, other types of nonprofits like the food trust. I mean, it's a like we talked about. It's kind of a big issue right now. It's more in people's consciousness to support healthy food access, and so we've been doing pretty well. You know, again, this consulting work that we do in other states is another great model for other nonprofits to do. You know, get some money by just taking what you do and and showing somebody else how to do it, and you mm-hmm. have a better impact when you do that too. Um, it really depends on, I think, the sector that you're in. There's also a lot of oversaturation. I mean, I, I read something somewhere that said there's, like, the number of cancer nonprofits out there, you know, people that will mm-hmm. start a foundation because they're For somebody they reason. knew or, you yeah. know, whatever. But it's actually, like, it could be harmful. It's, like, because you're all coming from the same you're all asking for money from the same folks yeah i've, I've heard that the, the, the breast cancer people are kind yeah because there's like eight billion i mean you know obviously it's a it's a, it's a worth more than worthy yeah. worthwhile so you always have to kind of like say i know that. like Let's yeah, disclaimer say cancer <laughs> yeah. very worthwhile yeah. but yes you know. exactly yeah. <laughs> not yeah. trying to you know to talk badly about Cancer nonprofits, right, right. Is this the the weirdest conversation you've ever had? A little bit, Um, but no. I mean, even like the Komen Foundation was being criticized because I think was that they use like a nickel for every like so much money or whatever actually goes to certain things, and people were outraged. And yeah, and I don't know, like as somebody who actually I have like a legitimate like mathematical learning disorder, so when people talk about numbers, (laughs) I'm like over there. Yeah. But, uh, checked out. Yeah, I totally shut mm. down. I'm just like, you know, two monkeys and a yo-yo. You yeah. Know, right up in my head. <laughs> but uh, um, when 
when people were all outraged about that. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yeah. You know, and, and I was just kind of like, well, what do their books look like? Exactly. Maybe they have to do that. That is a huge organization. Exactly. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. they don't, maybe they do, but I'm not going to like get my panties on. Tell a them twist. how to run a business that you're not even running. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if yeah. you don't like that, then give your money to one of the other 7,000 yeah. breast cancer research institutes that are out there that right. are all doing worthwhile research because right. the more people you have doing stuff, I would imagine, the better it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting conversation to have, you know, should we be starting new nonprofits or should we be joining forces and, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. expanding our reach? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's. I'm sure that's a that's a topic that's uh, widely discussed, yeah. like, in, like, the, the grad school In that world, area. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting. So do you, do you... So you guys do all of Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, well, I think we're in all of Pennsylvania. We, we're, we're definitely in schools... Um, you know, in Philadelphia and beyond. I believe we're doing some work in Pittsburgh now. Yeah, I think we have a pretty good reach wow. in PA. I mean, like, it, it, it's funny because you don't really think about it until you have to drive across the state, like how big the <laughs> yeah. state actually is. Yeah. It, is a, it is a large state. And, um, and, and the levels of income rise and fall I so know, sharply so drastically, depending yeah. on the curve of the road. Yeah, oh, it's me. true. It's, it's not even like, well, anyway. Yeah. It's it's just a huge state, and it's just it's kind of scary and very different. Yeah, depending on where you are, it is most definitely. Um, so so, what else do you guys have going on? You have anything else coming up besides the uh, the awesome night markets? That's a good question. So yeah, our first night market is a, is a week from ah, it's Thursday. It's Thursday the fourteenth, so a week from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had an event last night called Eats Philly that was kind of fun. It was a like a, a bunch of you know popular local chefs did like a street food throwdown where it was like a judge you know, the audience got to judge and like you know v- vote on their favorite you know food item that they that they uh, that the chefs made and um so it was kind of fun it was a fundraiser for us and we got you know some some really great auction items and um it's a good time it was at world cafe life that was last night um what else do we have coming up we i mean we just got a a really large grant from GlaxoSmithKline. um <laughs> Interestingly, it's a collective impact grant. So what they did is they gave us, um, you know, a sum of money that we, in conjunction with like six or seven other organizations, are going to like tackle the issue head on together. So um, it's it's called the Get Hype Philly movement. So we are going to do the nutrition piece, but we also have an urban farm involved, and like they, you know, together the idea is that we can confront an issue from all aspects and really make a difference. And we'll be interesting to see after, I think it's a three year project. Wow. You know, do we, have we done that? Have we actually changed something? And if that works, I think it'll be a really interesting model going forward for other, other, you know, nonprofits and collectives to, to do to actually tackle a problem. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So switching gears a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about food. Okay. Because this is a food podcast and I am a glutton, so we have to talk (laughs) about it. Um, So uh, what are some of your uh, favorite places to go in town? That's a great question. Um, If I have to go, so I will say off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind is Rangoon. Have you been there? I have not. It's 10th Street between, I believe, Arch and Race, and it's a Burmese restaurant. Oh. And they have delicious curries and, you know, all kinds of stuff there. Um, it's a, a favorite spot. I go very frequently to places like the Cantina um, on Pashunk Avenue. Um, there's a great little spot in my neighborhood. I live in, like, deep South Philly at mm-hmm. 19th and Rittner called the Tap Room on 19th. Mm-hmm. They always have a grilled cheese of the day. Oh, wow. And then they do kinds of all kinds of, like, interesting grilled cheese combinations. That's cool. Um, and they they had r- Cool Ranch mac and cheese one night that was crazy good. I don't know how I feel about it, that. It was, like, breaded Cool Ranch on top of regular mac and cheese. What? Yeah. That's it was pretty good. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued at that. Nice. Yeah. Um, what else? I was just down at Sardine Bar a little while oh, ago. Oh, yeah. That's not like too far there. from there. Yeah. I, I love sardines. So I, I I had a sardine for the first time there. What did you think? Um, it was interesting because it was just the little sandwich, the little tiny one on the white bread. Yeah. And it had this like really like tank, like zippy kind of, um, I forget, it was some kind of mustardy, uh-huh. zippy mustard. It was 
it was pretty good. I was oh. I was kind of expecting it to be fishy, and it wasn't because uh-huh. there was like an egg. There was enough on top of it. Stuff <laughs> on it. But yeah. my stepdad's mom used to when when she was still alive. We go food shopping for it. She's always asked for two cans of sardines. Oh. You know the kind with the key. Like, yep. You know. Yep. And um and that used to gross me out a little bit. Yeah. And she would say they are so good, and oh. then I smile and wretch when she yeah, walked away. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. But. Yeah, they were pretty good. When I was a kid, the girl next door used to do that. She really? used to eat those. She called them kipper snacks, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. And it grossed it grossed us out Oof. like crazy. Yeah, um, but they were pretty good though. Yeah. Sardine bar. Yeah, I'll tell you what, great. those are the best French fries I've had all year. Oh, really? I have to they're, try them. They're just salt and pepper fries, uh-huh. and they're like McDonald's esque. Uh-huh. Like they look like, like those this thin cut. Yeah, they were perfect. They were they're amazing. Oh. You get a big bowl, and they're so good. Nice. That was good. Um, Do you have a favorite yeah. brunch spot? Uh, uh, I'm asking you questions. Green eggs. Oh, green eggs, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. um, that place someday will kill me. (laughs) Um, I was there two weeks ago, and I had uh, fried chicken and waffle eggs benedict. Oh, wow. And then... And I actually said to the guy, oh, not to the guy, to the, I said to the waitress, who was, who was a friend of, our, of, of one of my friends mm-hmm. who was there, I looked her in the eye and said, can I get extra Benedict sauce on the side? And uh, as she walked away, I was like, did I just say Benedict sauce? Benedict sauce. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I write a food blog. Yeah. This is not right. You know, it is Benedict sauce. You're well, right. Holidays. I know, but it's, you know, <laughs> you, you had the right idea. <laughs> and I'm surprised she didn't laugh in my face, because if I was her, I would have laughed. Yeah. I would have laughed all the way back to the kitchen. Yeah. I guess what this dipshit just said to me outside. <laughs> Benedict sauce. Yeah, you got some extra Benedict sauce on those uh, things with the holes. That'd be great. That'd be good stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I I, I love yeah. the food there. Um, my my friend Mary Kate has a place in uh, Fishtown called uh, Ida Maid's Brunchery. Oh, and she has awesome brunch. I mean, oh, all nice. her food is good, but she's like a breakfast and lunch place. Okay, and her brunch is really good. She has a really good uh, Irish breakfast. Ooh, yeah, like bangers thing. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rashers or whatever it's called. Know. <laughs> you know, if you like beans with your breakfast, yeah, that is the, the place, place to go. Oh, her food is amazing, That's and it's just a little tiny little place right off Frank, right off of Frankfurt Norris by Rocket okay. Hat. If you know where that yep, is, yep, yep, yep. Um, she makes her own potato chips and oh, cool. That yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Any other places that you like to go? Um, let's think. I love the Kyber. Actually, you talked about the oh, Kyber, Kyber earlier. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what's funny about the Kyber is that, like, you know, I'm from here, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm old, <laughs> so I would go see bands there. Yeah, me too. From the time I was old enough to get in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw bands there. I booked bands there. Yeah. Like, I've gotten really drunk there like, <laughs> yeah the night before i had to bury my dad i got hammered there oh my like, God. i mean i mean hammered yeah um i love that bar yeah. um and when i heard that they were turning it in because it used to be a live a live music venue for people who aren't from right here, um when i heard that they were like we're not gonna do that anymore i cried yeah because i was like what are you serious because yeah. all the places were shutting down and then when i walked in and i was just kind of like uh Okay. You wanted to hate it, but I, you liked I it. I really wanted to hate it. Yeah. I wanted to be like, fuck this place. Yeah. Fuck all you people behind the bar. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn this place down. <laughs> so get out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't, it, I don't yeah. mind it. It's got it, a, I, and, and the it, food's pretty good. Food's so good. good. I'm I, I, not sure, but I think I might have been one of the first people to know that they had brunch there. Because nowadays I go and it's like crowded at 11 a.m. on oh, Sunday. Yeah. But um, they have the southern brunch, the southern themed brunch, and it's so good. My friend that works there, he hates the brunch people so much <laughs> because they'll show up like two hours before brunch starts, and they're like, and, and, you know, they're all setting up and everything, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and 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 he's you know carrying giant things of ice and yeah. doing you know his job, and they're like, yo, bro, yo, bro. Is it brunch open yet? Oh my god! And they're and they're like, no, dude, not till like eleven, and it's like nine o'clock, and they're yeah. like, oh. Well, can we go in? <laughs> come on, bro. And he's like, no, no, no. come back in two hours. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but but the brunch, but the, like, the, and there's like a bar like two doors down. Yeah, you just go to the just bar. Just go to the bar. And start drinking and yeah. then come back for brunch. Cool but, off yeah. a little bit. Right, right. Do you know if it's like uh, from like a from like a bar bartender server side? Is it? I I often have concerns about showing up like at 11 o'clock on the dot like when they open like is that rude or is that generally considered okay i think as long as they're open it's okay even if you're early but you're out of their way yeah I think as long as you're not like impeding on their job yeah 
I think they're cool with it. Yeah. But if you're like knocking on the door at like 1045 right. and you're like, can we just put our name on the list now? Yeah. Then you, no, right. You know, yeah, then you're going to get some extra annoying. spit in your food. You yeah. Know? That's obnoxious. It's, it's a, it, a little bit. Yeah. But I think if you show up at 11 when the doors are oh, open yeah. and they're waiting for you. Right. I think, I think that's, that's fine, right? That's fine. Yeah. As long as you're not screaming at them. Like, Thank you. I, something that Where's I've been wondering. Where's my Benedict sauce? Yeah. <laughs> I need more Benedict I sauce. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, like we both work downtown, and uh, I can't lose any weight living down here. Well, yeah. I live down here, but working down here, I, I'm here all the time. Yeah. So I feel like I do live here. Yeah. Um, but there's so many great places to eat, and so many shit places to eat, and I eat at all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, there's a Shake Shack. Yeah, right, Shake Shack right around the corner. Yeah, Shake Shack people, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> um, I the halal trucks actually hurt me oh, a lot. The halal they trucks. are so bad for There's, you. Is it really? Oh yeah. Really? The sauce and the <clears throat> yeah, the sauce and I think you know the way that the uh, the meat is cooked. I think they're pretty bad for you. Oh man, I know. Because I was, I, I love them. I would get for a while. I would get like the chicken, you know, the, yeah, the chicken, yeah, and then. Uh, a lot of hot sauce, a lot, a lot of white of hot, sauce, yeah. like on like green, like a salad. Yeah. And I thought it was good for me, but man, that hot sauce was just tearing me up. Like yeah. hot in, hot out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I had to stop. I had to stop. Yeah. But, uh, really? It's not good. I mean, I mean it, you know, everything in moderation. I suppose. I suppose so. I mean, I love Wawa too, but I only try and eat there every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I love it there. I mean, I, I imagine you're down there picketing the loss of the sizzly. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the sizzly. The pancake sizzly was really good. Yeah. I mean, it did make your hands smell like maple syrup for like three days, no matter how many showers you yeah. took, um, which is a problem. Well, it got in there. Yeah. But they do have the Coke Freestyle machines now, so that's pretty cool. Oh. And uh, even though I don't normally drink soda and I have a Diet Dr. Pepper on the table here, I did get that for free from work, so. No, that's, yeah. yeah. Did you try that at Flight Market? I'd never tried it before, this Coke Freestyle. Or is that what it's called? Uh, oh, oh no no no! The Coke Freestyle machines are the the big red machines where you can make your own combination oh, of any yeah. soda you oh, want. Oh, that's right. That's like right. A, like a like a toddler. You yeah, know, you're just like oh, I want yeah. an orange Coke. Like, yeah, that's, that's not right. natural. Make your own. Yeah, that's right. They have this Coke that is like with the stevia. Stevia, in it or so it's supposed to be like a little bit healthier. I had it. It was. Meh. Yeah, I mean, soda's bad for you, and right. no matter what kind of thing right. that they swap out. Yeah, exactly. Although, that being said. That Pepsi throwback is my jam. Oh, yeah, with, like, the cane sugar. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. <laughs> because I do remember as a kid, like, I didn't drink a lot of soda, but I remember soda as a kid. Yeah. And it was better. Mm-hmm. And I I just thought I grew up and my taste changed. Yeah. Like, how I can actually eat broccoli now, or as a kid, <laughs> it would physically make me puke yeah. if somebody made me eat it. Yeah. Um, and then I realized it was that switch from sugar to high fructose corn right. syrup in the, in the late 80s right. that just it's I hurt. don't really drink Pepsi anymore because I, and I keep saying soda. I don't drink a lot of soda. No. <laughs> that, that, yeah. You can have but, opinions about it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like, it can, like if I go to the diner with a friend of mine, like I might I might treat myself and mm-hmm. have a soda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a little special. It gift. is. It is. And then mm-hmm. the caffeine will give me a panic attack and the sugar <laughs> will keep me up all night. So it's good. Yeah. That's, that's the way I roll. Loves you back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good job, kid. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy it, but they're selling more and more of it now that I, I find it interesting. That, yeah. That, that they're, I We're think going they back in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that goes... Like, it, Companies are actually kind of getting it now, right. I think. And I actually read an article about McDonald's of all places today, and uh, they mm. they're actually admitting out loud, yeah, like some of the things that they have totally missed the boat on. Yeah, wow. That like people are demanding more transparency with their mm-hmm. food, and they don't have it. And they don't want pink slime anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't think. I think they finally stopped yeah, they doing did. that. Yeah. But, uh, Ugh. But even the even McNuggets, I remember as a kid, like they're definitely Different. like I'm, like I'm old enough to remember when McNuggets mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, and uh, and I have a funny story I can tell you about that, but I can't do it on the mic because it has to do with my job. But I'll <laughs> okay. tell you when we're off. Can't, when we're off mic. can't wait. Um, but uh, they were different when they came mm-hmm. out. And I don't usually eat chicken nuggets. It's not really my thing because uh-huh. I could eat like a thousand of them, so I just don't <laughs> eat them at all. Yeah. And I remember getting them a couple years ago, and now they're just like they're like batter dipped, right? And they never used to be like that. Right. They were actually breaded, right? So I don't yeah. know if that's like a money thing or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I heard that McDonald's had to close a, a, a location for like the first time ever. 
recently like that's never happened before and so i wonder if that's also a sign of people wising up um i don't know i know that i learned in high school that the first time that mcdonald's had to shut a store down Mm. um was 1980 like they had never shut down a franchised store until wow all that time yeah until 1980 because that's when the you know economy kind of started really just blowing yeah in different directions um but yeah, they. I'm sure that they did have to shut like a, like one forcibly shut it down, right. which is something, something like that they that. normally don't do. Exactly. Yeah, it was something um, really like unique and first time or something like that. I don't know. They kind rid- of skimmed over the article. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But okay, so mm-hmm. I guess we could finish up with a with a with a piece that I like to do called "Mine Made It Best." Okay. Um, now, basically, what that is is "Mine Made It Best" is everybody has somebody in their life that makes a certain thing. Uh huh. That no matter where they go and whoever else makes it, uh-huh. it's never the same. And the, and the example I always like to use is that my grandma has been dead for like ever. Mm-hmm. But she used to make this German potato salad that was just awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't know, it was like vinegary, it had bacon in it. And like anytime I go out with my dad yeah. and for dinner and it was on the menu, we would order it because we'd be like, maybe this yeah. is the time. Yeah. Well, excuse me, it was never the time. <laughs> I've had some terrible German potato salad. Yeah. So nobody makes it like her. And like yeah. my, my bocce's the same way. She makes things. I can't eat certain Nothing things ever because, compares. because she just like, she makes it the best. Yeah. So, you know, it could be, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, brother, sister, mother, grandma, aunt, uncle, cousin, okay. whoever, you know, something that like, and every time I ask people that, it almost, immediately it pops into their head yeah yeah okay so the first i will admit that the first thing that popped into my head was my mom's peanut butter and jelly have you heard that from other folks oh really so peanut butter and jelly sandwich that there's i i it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. i know but there was something about my mom's ratios where uh. the there was just enough jellies to where like the peanut butter didn't never got too sticky mm-hmm. and like Every bite, it was, like, even. There was never a bite that was, like, all bread. That's hard to do. It was, like, very, very well distributed. And the jelly wasn't dripping down your yeah, arm. No, no, no. It was perfect. Nice. Yeah, so I, I think that I have to go with that because it's just the first thing that, okay. when you said that, came into my mind. I, but the one other one I will also say is my grandma's pumpkin pie. Oh. She's actually won awards for it. Really? Like, she was in a pumpkin pie contest and won it. Really? Yeah. So what's different about her pumpkin pie? I don't actually know. Um, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know her recipe. I should probably get it at some point. But, um... Um, it's perfectly spiced, like uh, pumpkin spice. Uh-huh. I think she makes her own crust, which is always, you mm-hmm. know, preferred. Um, and it's just perfectly gelatinous pumpkin pie. It's there's something about the spice because you buy the pumpkin yeah. pie spice in like a little container. But yeah, you can also mix your own. Right. And um, I used to I used to have a pierogi business forever ago, oh. and I used to make some dessert pierogies. And the one that I would make during the holidays was a pumpkin pie pierogi. Yeah. So it was like cream cheese and pumpkin pie filling, and then sugar, and then I would use the pumpkin pie spice but i would also use a few other things and i'm not mm. telling what it is but yeah like, it was just that little bit that i felt used to like push it over the edge and you'd fry it in butter yeah and right before it was done you take a handful of brown sugar yeah. and throw that in there too so you know oh was, interesting yeah maybe she does yeah. make her own spices i need to get that recipe and try and figure it out i'm telling you right now that's what it is oh okay yeah okay uh, because it and uh, and it it might just be something tiny yeah something it's kind of small little Slight, little, little, little bit of extra cinnamon yeah you know or or, or maybe even um a little bit of paprika or something just yeah. to kind of like tweak it or a little yeah. extra salt to pull up the flavor uh-huh. but it's definitely something like that uh, you definitely get that recipe yeah <laughs> for sure and also start winning too, awards like, myself right and I'm sure it's also her oven as well oh interesting I'm sure she's probably had the same oven yeah. for like forever 5,000 years yeah <laughs> and once you know how your oven works you're just you're set that's true I never thought about that uh, you can plan accordingly oh yeah most yeah. definitely so okay so um the food trust, so it's a yeah. food trust, uh, dot org, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys are on Instagram and or on Instagram Twitter? food trust. There's also nightmarketphilly.org, which is all about night market. It kind of just reroutes you to the food trust page, but mm-hmm. um, that's worth checking out. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Come to night market if you're in Philly, uh, South Street, Broad and South. Uh, this Thursday, next Thursday, week from Thursday, whenever okay. May 14th. And, and what's the next one after that? June 18th will be the Cal Hill one. At the Cal Hill one on Spring Garden Street? Yes. That's, that's, oh, you guys just, it's going to be dope. That yeah. Is a, that is huge. Yeah. That is a huge, huge <laughs> thing. That's awesome. Well, thanks yeah. so much for sitting down Thank with me. Thank you. Yes, yeah, it's great. And, uh, 
Let's go do something to eat, I guess, right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Megan Walsh for sitting down and uh, chatting it up with me there in their office. They were so kind to have me come over and uh, hang out for a little while. Um, I want everybody to know, to if they're checking out the website, keep an eye out for uh, a little photo montage I'm going to be putting up from the Burger Brawl from this past Sunday. Uh, the Burger Brawl is something that they do in Philly. Uh, it started at a local grade school and it kind of it's kind of blown up over the years. Basically, you have 60 different uh, restaurants coming to pull out their best burger and you get the vote. And it's a thousand degrees and you're stuffing hamburgers in your face and there's free water ice. And if you don't know what water ice is, look it up. Um, anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to have that uh, montage up soon. Um, and if you're, oh, by the way, and if you're looking for the dates that are coming up for night market, let me read them off to you. Uh, this Thursday, June 18th, they'll be at 13th and Callowhill, which is a big, big street. The bigger the street it's on, the more fun it is. Um, August 6th will be Lancaster Avenue, also a big street. And then the last one for the season is October 1st at Frankfurt and Gerard, which is a huge intersection, you guys. So you should come because they're going to have a bazillion food trucks and it's, it's all for a good cause. Uh, next up, um, I'm coming to Chicago and I'm going to be in Chicago, July 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'll be staying uh, with the lovely Valerie DeMambro McShane and Duke and McShane of the Chicago McShanes and uh I don't know man you know deep dish wet beef sandwiches whatever the hell that is uh Chicago dogs uh two bugger cheese bugger cheese bugger chicks cool pepsi you know that kind of thing uh, but you know there's got to be something that uh you Chicago people if you're even out there uh like that maybe is kind of off the beaten path hit me up let me know I would love to hear about it um anyway this uh remember we're sponsored, audibletrial.com slash digieat. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at digia underscore eat. If you want to send me some email, uh, like for the Chicago trip, uh, you can hit me up at digieatfoodblog at gmail.com. And of course, there's digieat.com and yatesycomedy.com. Uh, I have some stand-up shows coming up. I'm going to read them off right now. Let's see. Tomorrow, June 16th, I'll be at the Grape Room in Philly. Wednesday, June 17th, I will be at Helium Comedy Club for the Philly's Funniest Competition. I'm on the 10 o'clock show. You should come and vote for me. Uh, then on Friday, June 19th, I'll be at Laughs on Fairmount at Urban Saloon at 10 o'clock. Uh, they're actually taping uh, the whole night. It's going to be pretty fantastic. There's an 8 o'clock and a 10 o'clock show. If you can go to the 8, go to the 8. But I'll, I'll be on the 10 if you want to come to the 10. Uh, it's going to be great. A ton of, like, really funny comics. A lot of my friends. It, it's a good time. Um, then on Monday, June 22nd, I'll be at the on the Funny Female Show at Ray's Happy Birthday Bar uh, with uh, Phyllis Bourne and the lovely Rachel Fagletto. Uh, Thursday, uh, June 25th, I'm going to be trucking up the uh, turnpike there to the Brick City Comedy Review at the Kilkenny Ale House in Newark, New Jersey with... My uh, friend and uh, fellow comedian, uh, Daryl Charles, who is way, way funnier than me. Um, so I'm just kind of tagging along. But whatever. Um, thanks to Justin Williams for that one. Uh, if you live in the New York area or anywhere in that area, you should definitely check that show out. It's pretty fantastic. Thanks to Andrew Lappet uh, for hooking me up with that. Um, let's see what else we have going on here. Um, I have eaten a lot of things. I had jury duty. Uh, a little while ago, and it was across the street from Reading Terminal Market. Uh, I had the best donut I think I've ever had. Uh, the only thing that was wrong with it was that the jelly was strawberry jelly and not cherry, but I can live with it because it was amazing. I took a ton of pictures. They're all on the Instagram account. That's digia underscore eat. Follow us. Favorite some pictures. Make a comment. Send me some comments. Let me know you're alive out there, people, because I see from the uh, stats that we have some West Coast listeners up in the uh, Portland area. So uh, I, know, I know it's not just Mike Bauer. So, you know, let us know. Let me know. Let me know you're out there. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for episode 16. Again, that's uh, digieat.com. And, uh, well, I'm kind of hungry, man. Did you eat? Thank <laughs> you.